Does God exist? Today on the show, we will be looking at Thomas Aquinas' first two arguments for the existence of God. My name's Hayden Clark, and this is Help Me Believe. In today's modern scientific era, how could you possibly still believe in God? And, and the resurrection, people do not rise from the dead. And don't even start to tell me that you think the Bible is God's Word. If you've ever heard questions like these, or if you've ever had doubts about your faith, this has helped me believe where each week we aim to answer a tough question about Christianity. Our aim is to strengthen the believer and answer the critic. So today we will be looking at two of Thomas Aquinas's five arguments for the existence of God. Before we get started, I want to say I love Thomas Aquinas's arguments for the existence of God. Um, because, number one, they are based on uh, metaphysical claims and not physical claims, which means that uh, scientific objections to these arguments are void, useless, they're no good. Aquinas does not structure his arguments on scientific premises uh, to make his, uh, to reach a conclusion that God exists. And so uh, many people today will try to contradict his argument for the existence of God by saying our modern science is up to date and these uh, arguments are, are no good anymore because of science. Science, science, science. And I know we love to think in terms of science today. That science is king of everything, but science is not the only way to obtain knowledge. Philosophy is a valid way of obtaining knowledge, and the only way to object to that statement is by using philosophy itself. That is to say, that is a self-defeating argument. So Aquinas uh, structures his arguments on uh, philosophical uh, premises, and uh, let's go ahead and jump into the first argument. All right, so the first argument for the existence of God that Aquinas puts forward is the argument from motion, or the first mover, the unmoved mover. You may have heard of it before. You can find it in uh, Aquinas' Summa Theologica, Part 1, Question 2, Article 3. It reads as such. It is certain and evident to our senses that in the world some things are in motion. Now, whatever is in motion, is put in motion by another. For nothing can be in motion except it is in potentiality to that towards which it is in motion. Whereas a thing moves in as much <coughs> as it is in act, excuse me. For motion is nothing else than the reduction of something from potentiality to actuality. But nothing can be reduced from potentiality to actuality except by something in a state of actuality. If that by which it is put in motion be itself put in motion, then this also must needs be put in motion by another, and that by another again. But this cannot go on to infinity, because then there would be no first mover, and consequently no other mover, seeing that subsequent movers move only in as much as they are put in motion by the first mover, as the staff moves only because it is put in motion by the hand. Therefore, it is necessary to arrive at a first mover put in motion by no other, and this everyone understands to be God. Now, I want to point out a few things uh, about this argument. Number one, you'll notice that none of the premises are based on science. So again, the scientific objections to this are, are void, they're no good. But uh, secondly, you'll notice that Aquinas does not say that everything has a cause or that everything is put in motion by something else. Because some people object to his arguments for the existence of God saying, well, if everything has a cause, what caused God? Or if everything's put in motion, what put God in motion? He does not say that specifically for that reason, to avoid these kind of uh, arguments that in fact are putting words in Aquinas' mouth 
That he never said. Uh, the next thing I would point out is that Aquinas is not arguing that at some point in the past God put everything in motion and that uh, uh, we see the the uh, the effects of that today. That's, that's not what he's arguing for. That would at best argue for a deistic God who started everything off a long time ago in, say, the Big Bang 14 billion years ago, and from there everything kind of played itself out in a deistic sense. That's not what Aquinas is arguing for. That would be a causal series ordered per accidents, uh, according to uh, philosopher Edward Fazer, who's an expert on Aquinas, and I highly recommend his book. I'll link to it on Aquinas. And um, that's not the kind of uh, causal series that Aquinas is talking about. He actually gives a specific example and illustration to, to show us, to illustrate what kind of series he's talking about, and that's what I'm going to talk about now. Aquinas gives us the illustration of a staff uh, moving a leaf or I don't know if he actually says a leaf, he says uh, a hand moving a staff. Um, but uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Fazer in his book gives the illustration. He adds a few more elements to Aquinas' illustration to make the point. Consider a hand holding a staff moving a stone, which is in turn moving a leaf. What you'll notice is that every uh, aspect of this illustration, of this causal series, is moving simultaneously. And all of the lower elements, the staff, the stone, the leaf, their motion is completely dependent on the hand and that is simply to say that if the hand stops moving everything else downstream stops moving as well so unlike uh, pool cue shooting a pool playing pool if you if I hit the pool ball and then I stop moving my hand the ball will continue to move and it'll hit other balls and, and the chain reaction will continue to happen just like uh, the illustration of the Big Bang if God were to cause the Big Bang then everything else would kind of play itself out that's not what he's arguing he's saying everything right here right now that is in motion must have a first mover in the causal series uh, demonstrated by the illustration that he gives of the staff and the hand and then also the stone and the leaf which are moving they're all dependent on a first mover without the first mover nothing else moves so Aquinas's argument, in my opinion, succeeds in demonstrating that there must be a first mover right here, right now. Not at some point in the past, but right here, right now. He arrives at this conclusion um, based on metaphysical claims, not claims of science. And for this reason, I think it's a strong argument to say that God does exist, or a first mover exists. And whenever we talk about God, whatever else God is, he is the first mover. Aquinas' second argument for the existence of God is the argument from efficient causality, and it reads like this. In the world of sense, we find there is an order of efficient causes. There is no case known, neither is it indeed possible, in which a thing is found to be the efficient cause of itself. For so it would be prior to itself, which is impossible. Now, in efficient causes, it is not possible to go on to infinity. Because in all efficient causes following in order, the first is the cause of the intermediate cause, and the intermediate cause of the ultimate cause, which the intermediate cause be several or one, whether the intermediate cause be several or one. Therefore, if there be no first cause among efficient causes, there will be no ultimate nor any intermediate cause. But if in efficient causes it is possible to go on to infinity, there will be no first efficient cause. Neither will there be an ultimate effect, nor any intermediate efficient causes, all of which is plainly false. Therefore, it is necessary to admit a first efficient cause to which everyone gives the name of God. Again, just like in the first argument, it's worth repeating here that Aquinas does not say 
everything has an efficient cause. He says, in the world of sense, we find that some things have efficient causes. And this alone is good enough for Aquinas to make his argument. And again, the kind of a causal series that he has in mind here is the same as in the first argument. Not a causal series per accidents or accidentally, but a causal series per se in which all of the lower members are completely dependent on the first. And for this reason, this argument as well succeeds. You may be wondering, what is the difference between the first argument and the second argument? They are quite similar, for they, they have a similar structure, and they use the same kind of a causal series per se, but the difference really is that they arrive at the same conclusion and the same being, which Aquinas shows in his work, but uh, the difference is that um, one shows that there must be um, a, a first mover that explains why anything is in motion right here, right now, and the second one shows why there must be a first cause, which um, is the explanation as to why anything even exists right here and right now. So the one shows why things are able to move here and now, and the other shows why things are able even to exist right here and right now. And they're both dependent on a first move, I mean a first mover, an unmoved mover, and a first cause, or an uncaused causer. And whatever else we mean by God, we surely mean these two things. These were the first two of Aquinas' uh, arguments for the existence of God. I'm going to go into the rest of them in another episode, but if you enjoyed this one, be sure to subscribe so you can get updates on uh, later episodes, and uh, be sure to head on over to our Patreon page and become a supporter of our ministry. Help us to continue to defend the Christian faith, defend a theistic worldview um, in, in uh, the modern skeptical age. Uh, you can go over there and subscribe for as little as a dollar. For five dollars, you get the bonus segment, and from there on, there's, there's more bonus material that you can get for your subscription. Thanks so much for watching and listening, guys. We'll see you next time.